This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alec the Third. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show, where I seek to elevate people and ideas so that together we can reach new heights. This episode features Wanda Jefferson, also known as Wanda S. Incredible, hosts a couple of different podcasts, is also working on a collaboration with uh, Post-its um, to make like a calendar and like a year of Post-it notes, um, each one with inspirational messages. Um, and if you follow Wanda on, it's Wanda S. Incredible on Instagram, you will see a lot of inspiration and let me tell you also, if you are friends with Wanda, um, she is very good at reaching out directly to people and encouraging them on whatever their path is, whatever their project is. And I think that's super important. So I'm super excited to share this conversation with you because I've been experiencing, uh, you know, this thing called life, um, um, not really downs, but kind of downs within myself, um, confronting the darkness in myself a little bit. And when we confront the darkness, we have a choice. We can either give in to the darkness and give up and kind of let it have its way, or we can be the light. That's what I try to do. But the thing about that is um, we can't do that alone. We need each other. So I'm very grateful to people like Wanda for kind of exemplifying that in my my eyes. Um, so I hope that you get some light from this conversation that we have. Please uh, check her out, follow her on Instagram, um, follow her projects, support her projects, because we need each other. Um, so I'm very excited to share this conversation with you. If you are feeling down at all, then this episode is for you. Um, so this is Wanda Jefferson um, or as we know her, Wanda S. Incredible. Let's have a conversation. There we go. We go. <laughs> it, won't, uh, it won't be released video, but, you know. Right. No, that's fine. Yeah. So how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. You look good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> likewise. Pleasure to finally sit down and have this conversation. I'm very much looking forward to this. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I was actually, um, of course, I met you through uh, the reach out party um, with Carly. And um, I was actually just listening to some of your past episodes. And I was listening. I was like, let me check out the 2020 episode um, on uh, Real Talk. And it was super relatable, like specifically on so many different things. Um, and to me, I set some intentions for this year. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, I decided to kind of keep those intentions. You know, of course, with the adjustments, things aren't the same. Um, I'm not going to be doing acting right now the way I was hoping to it to look like. Um, but I've found other ways to be creative and like, you know, before this always saying like, Oh, I want to write more. I want to create my own things more. Um, and so, 
you know, the blessing is having this time. I don't have the excuse not to do those things that I said I didn't have the time to do before. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, and also, and this will be a good jumping, jumping off point, because I just heard um, the word of the day, kind of the September announcements. Um, so my intention for the overall year was turning pro. Ah, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And then I, um, I eventually had to correct that. Um, and moved to uh, the War of Art via Stephen Pressfield because I actually, through the reach out party, um, well, every time I get ready to do a book or read a book or, you know, do Wanda as Incredible Reviews, I contact the author and I use voice memo and Instagram to do so. So I did so with Stephen Pressfield and with Glennon Doyle. And Stephen Pressfield got back to me and said, um, thank you, you know, for, you know, getting ready to read Turning Pro, but why are you reading Turning Pro first? He said, um, I don't understand that when the War of Art is first. And then he's like, no, I think you should do the War of Art first, and I'm going to send you the book. Give me your address. And so I was just ecstatic. I'm like, oh my goodness, Stephen Pressville. So I get the, the mail, and inside of the mail, there are three books. There's The War of Art, there is, uh, there is Turning Pro, and The Artist's Journey. Mm-hmm. And then he signed all of them. Um, so I changed it up to where I am now doing The War of Art this month. Turning Pro will be next month, and then The Artist's Journey will be the month after that. So I was just you know, over the moon that he did that. And he was so generous and he's so kind and so sweet like that. And uh, just even sending the voice memos back, I was just like, oh, but um, yeah, I want, I'm glad that I'm going down that journey um, because what was recommended to me was that the, this book, Turning Pro is going to change your life. So I know all three will definitely do, you know what I mean? Wonders. I know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree. I actually just had a conversation with somebody who actually had read both the books, but for some reason was kind of recommending turning pro, but then the war of art kind of as an afterthought. And I definitely agree. Um, both of them, I mean, are valuable, but I think the war of art is really the like foundational one. Um, and it kind of talks about the concept of turning pro a lot also. Um, I kind of like, think, it, have you started that one? The the War of Art? Yeah. Uh, yes, I've started the War of Art and it start. it is going to go into turning pro and other things. So he was, well, him being an author, of course he's right. <laughs> mm. But he was right in, in, in you know, changing the way that I was going to do things. And I was just going to read it because that's, you know, it was a recommendation, but I want to do it in the way that's going to be most beneficial to me. So I would recommend that to you and to anybody as well. Start yeah. with the war of art first and then go into turning pro and then even the artist's journey and, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. 
and I don't know the artist's um, journey. So that that's maybe one I'm going to look forward to. Because, um, yeah, I found like Turning Pro, I probably read it right before the new year, um, after like reading War of Art and kind of that was like in my mind. And then Turning Pro kind of felt like it was it, like it kind of built builds on the artist's journey um, and kind of refreshes and kind of gives you a kick in the pants like to to step up or not, you know what I mean? To, to step yeah. up or not. Um, which was, yeah, really interesting listening to your, it was 10 things for 2020, I think. Yes. Um, yes. and like a lot of them were like, just really resonated. Um, the other one that's like something which was, I feel like I knew it my whole life, but I really learned it around like between the age of like 18 and 23 um and kind of it's like my like was for the longest time my number one rule um and that's protect your circle because i found during that time like some of my like it you know it was like observations but sort of sometimes i'd be hanging out with certain friends and trouble like things would start popping off and I, and like the only thing I figured out after, you know, it happening a number of times, it's like, it's this one person. And maybe if I just hang out with this person one-on-one, like, or in certain circumstances, it's fine. But I definitely can't hang, like this person can't, I can't be around this person all the time. Cause I get, they're going to like drag me into like their drama, you know? Everybody is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. We all live here together on this earth, but we all cannot interact at the same time. Some of us are meant to interact in small groups. Some of us are meant to interact one-on-one because there's certain energy that you have that, you know, if I have that positive energy, you have that positive energy, we kind of bounce off each other. And some people have that negative energy. And instead of us overcoming that ne- that negative energy with our positive, sometimes we choose to fall back to not seem rude or to not seem disrespectful or to try to make that person fit in. And then we feed into that negative and get into things that we shouldn't get into. So mm-hmm. you really have to be very mindful and very careful about who you keep in your circle, how you keep your own energy, how you reflect that energy, and to whom you choose to share that with uh, in, in any given day and time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and the other one that jumps out to me that like really was trippy um, and It's also something, so all of these things are like, there's these like rules in life. There are these laws, like kind of spiritual laws, um, and they're articulated in different ways. Um, But I have found them to be true. Um, And sometimes like, but sometimes you discover something kind of that resonates with yourself. And then you know that it's also I'm sure other people are talking about it, um, but you don't like, it's like, but once you kind of like, once you kind of connect with it, then you start seeing it other places. Um, So kind of this summer, and it was like around the time of the reach out party, 
something clicked in for me and it was like kind of all came together like a convergence of things um and it was actually like it was in a workshop where i was learning how to like pitch yourself better as an actor and i don't like selling myself like that like you know what i mean like i don't like yeah. trying to i have a trouble with trying to sell what i think somebody else wants me to be uh-huh. um one because i think i actually have more to offer than than somebody else's vision mm-hmm. um you know i mean that's not to say like it's it's all collaboration like you say right, right. but i think i can be the best alec the third that i can be better than anybody else's idea of something else you know i can't be somebody else better than i can be myself yes. um and so one of the things i started trying to do was instead of trying to sell myself, like kind of lead with purpose. And so during the pandemic, like I've kind of had a reawakening and kind of a clarifying of purpose and like a belief in the whole reason I won't, like the whole reason I've been called to do art from the beginning is to try to change the world. Um, And that might sound corny to people and that's fine because it's not, like you said, it's also everything doesn't have to be for everybody. Um, but that said, when I was talking about it, it was kind of explaining this, that, these types of roles. And then I was like, and then that's why I like the superhero genre so much, because you have these people who usually have to overcome something, um, even though they have a superpower, they a lot of times fight their purpose. So it's the superhero is the hero's journey. That's the artist's journey. Um, and then it kind of clicked like, oh, something I can try to do for other people, which you talked about also is, and it's kind of the new mission is to teach people how to be superheroes. Yes, yes. We have that within us to do. We have that within us to do. And we like superheroes. I love superheroes. I love Marvel, DC, anything like that. Um, And a lot of us are so fascinated with it because we see this person who um who has all these flaws and they instead of just letting those flaws bog them down they find something within them even something supernatural and they use that supernatural for good they could just keep it to themselves they try but keeping it to themselves doesn't make their life easier it also doesn't make those flaws go away So the best way to actually be is to be yourself and to let that superpower out to deal with those flaws and to just be the best that they can be in whatever that is that they're doing. And it's the same way with each and every one of us as human beings. Um, We can invoke the superhero power in everybody um, by exerting our positive energy onto them Um, And we can ignite that superpower within ourselves by remaining positive and trying to not only overcome our flaws, but understand them, and then not allowing anything to make us uh, want to put that away. Be yourself, whatever that self is. And there's so many people that try to hide who they are or try to dim their light for other people for their circles or for or for whoever don't do that because it's not going to make your life easier 
It's not going to make things better. It's not going to make those flaws go away. Work with yourself. Love yourself. Enjoy yourself. Take the time to be who you need to be. And then push out positive energy to others so that, that, so that they can be ignited in their set and do what they need to do. And we can all, at some point um, in time, whether it's throughout our lives or even if it's just moments, we can all have our superhero times or moments or lives and be that to the world. We can all change it, maybe not all at once, Sometimes even your life's work has to happen and you have to leave for it to actually be turned into something else. But the whole point is if you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're living in that purpose, it will happen. And that positive energy, not only will it come back to you and throughout others, but it will change the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the things I've been thinking about it also with everything going on in the world is we have to be the heroes that we wish were coming to save us. Um, if and then and then it's like the if not us, who, you know. Um, so I know you have like a couple podcasts um, and a lot of projects going on. Kind of what. <laughs> how would you describe the work that you're doing right now? Like kind of what's the vision, kind of what's your plan right now going forward? And my plan changes <laughs> like throughout the day. You know what I mean? I have like long-term plans, but it's always kind of adjusting also. So everything that I do, I find now, um, I wrap it all with the intention of love. The in I, I wrap it all with the understanding of intention and impact. And my intention is love. The impact that I want to have is to spread that love around the world and that positivity around the world in every single thing that I do. So no matter whether it's a, a small project, big project, um, whether it's um, a few things or a lot of things that I'm doing, I'm, I'm trying to be intentional in everything that I do with love. And I find that if your true intention has a root and a ground and a foundation of something positive and of something that is going to bring about a change in this world that is that is profound then you'll have even if you don't go to the place that you thought in your mind you would go it will still be successful there is success in there is success in success and there's even success in learning and failing mm -hmm. either way either way if the ground if the ground is the foundation of love or peace or joy or harmony or encouragement, whatever that is, it will, it will be successful and or, or it will teach you something. It will teach you or somebody else something so that they can be successful. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we even in our intention fail. 
And sometimes that failure actually ignites success in other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with all the things that I'm doing with my campaign and with, you know, all Wanda S. Incredible things, there's Wanda S. Incredible things going on everywhere with the campaign, with the, the post-its and with, you know, with my podcast, with, um, with all of my writing, my books, blogs, websites, you know, all things, um, um, apparel, everything. Like there's a bunch of different things. With everything that I do, I, I aim to love people. And I want them to grab a shirt and feel that love. I want them to get a book and feel that love. I want them to get this these post-its and feel that love. I want them to hear my podcast and feel that love from me that I am genuinely and truly giving the love that I have within myself through every word, through every garment, through every fabric. That's 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 my goal. That's my goal. Mhm. And so Wanda as incredible. When did you kind of start using that name like how did that come about like what was the journey to kind of where you are now so wanda s incredible actually started when i uh i started on facebook and at first i wanted to go on and just i had my regular name and then i was like oh, i don't want people to just have my regular name i want to make something that's going to be different than everybody else and I thought about a couple of different things like Wanda Super or Wanda's a Diamond or something like that. And then I was just like, Wanda is incredible. And then I said, but that's not going to make it different. And then I said, oh, but if you, if you take out these letters and just mush it together, it's, it's still Wanda is incredible, but it's Wanda s incredible it moves into something else and it's a word that nobody else can replicate or say that they stole or say that they made up because i just made it up <laughs> and i used that for a while on facebook as my actual name and then when facebook said you couldn't use it anymore you had to use your real name i said what am i going to do with this now then i said Oh, okay. I've always wanted to start a business. I've always wanted to start a blog. I've always, all right, I'm going to use this for my blog. And then I used it to, to do the Wanda S. Incredible blog. And then I said, okay, I want to move into business. Oh, now I'm going to use this for my business. And then I just used it for everything. So Facebook basically propelled me into creating that name. And then using that name, not just even just for that platform, but for everything that I would do. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's basically the foundation of it. And I wanted, it wanted to, to have a, a word as well that even I could, I probably could apply and put it in a dictionary, but I wanted to have something for myself that would encourage myself and also give whoever saw it, you know, the, the, the direct understanding of who I was as a person. So the, what's the, the word is S incredible or? Yeah, it's it really, it means Wanda is incredible, mm. but it's Wanda S incredible with the I and the, um, 
with the with the other letters taken out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and, and it's again, it's just mushed together. So it's Wanda and it's the letter S and then there's the letter N incredible. Gotcha. Um, and so it's it's basically to give the impression of positivity mm-hmm. of how I feel about myself. And I want that you want people when they when they first see you, meet you, address you, you want them to know who you are. Yeah. As a person. So that's that. Listen, when you're approaching me, when you're when you're coming into my circle, when you're coming into my space, understand already that I think that I am incredible and I want you to think that I am incredible, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's. uh, Have you met Lily Torre? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I just talked with her for her podcast like a couple days ago. Um, And of course, after it was over you know, do you, you ever play it back in your head? Like, oh, I should have said, I forgot to say this thing. Um, but it was still a great conversation. And, and I was talking to her about something that I was thinking about um, a couple months ago is just having these conversations, telling these stories, like the more you do that, um, it both, especially if you're doing it from the place of like sharing what you know and are learning with other people, in the sharing of it you also clarify kind of what you're think like you kind of hear your own story back to you while yeah. you're saying it yeah. um and kind of like learn as you're speaking it um and it makes me actually think of um and I want to talk about spirituality too in a second um <laughs> cuz I'm in a very I don't know where I'm at with it I'm I'm like for a while, like I think I, I would say I lost my religion, mm-hmm. and that's in just there were things about like organized religion that I didn't like. Um, I don't think I ever considered myself an atheist, um, and I also that's also an interesting conversation. Is like I don't know if I've ever met a true atheist because i mean i know <laughs> i know no, people no, no, are, i get what you're saying <laughs> um and the reason i say that is because my belief has always been like i like science also and i don't think they contradict like when i read things they don't contradict um and basically science says that we're all connected yes. like that's a fact like and an, on an atomic level and yes. so to me that connection ultimately is another word or the universe to me is like another word for God. Um, um, and so I just don't like when people get in arguments about different beliefs because I feel like that's not, that's not what I hear. And so it's like, but then that's kind of what the, in the Bible, like the tower of Babel story is kind of about not just like clashes of religion, but kind of clashes of race of how humans separate ourselves. Like that's Mm. the opposite of what we should be doing. Um, But getting back to the story thing, I do resonate to certain songs in a, in a powerful way. Um, And one of them is probably my favorite, definitely top 10 and maybe top three and maybe sometimes definitely number one. Um, You know, it circulates, like I said, day to day. Stevie Wonder is one of my all-time favorite artists. 
Uh, he's one of my favorite singers. And I think he may just be my favorite songwriter. Um, and probably it's hard to pick a favorite song, but probably one that is oftentimes in that number one slot is Jesus children of America. And, and in that song, he says, um, you have to tell your story. Um, tell your story fast. Cause if you lie, it will come to pass. Um, and so, yeah, so that's just getting back to like that story, that storytelling thing. And I don't know where I was going with that. Um, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're all, we're all, God created everything, right? So he created everything. And I've met many different people of many different religions and I blend in with everybody. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because first off, I'm not going to argue with you about what I believe. I believe what I believe and I'm going to stand on what I believe. Um, and number two, because God created everything, we, we seem to lock him into this little tiny box and we say that he is this, he is that, he is this, he is that. And we, and we, we, we limit who he is. He, he, is, he, is, he is science. He created it. He is love. He is everything that we see around us. He is everything that we don't see. He is. He is. And he is the great I am, the I am in everything. If you can say I am this, I am that, I, mm-hmm. then you can then you can say God. A lot of people say I can't touch him. Well, yes, you can touch yourself. He created you. That that's him. It, you can feel your heartbeat. That involuntary being, that involuntary beat, is him. It's his love. It's his care. It's his. It's his. It's him pushing air around you and through you and everything it's 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 all him we all are connected um in many different ways but we are also different the problem is we allow evil and negativity and the evil one to say that those differences make one thing better than the other thing mm-hmm. or that those differences make one thing have more rights and privileges than than another person or this or that we we do the separation and it's all right to be different and it's all right to have those differences in those different races and religions and everything else um but we allow those differences to come between us. But in all actuality, it should be bringing us together to say, hey, I want to learn more about you. Why do you look like that? Why do you worship that way? Why do you talk that way? What made you? We should be inquisitive. But instead of us being inquisitive, we, we, allow, we allow evil and negativity to say, don't ask that. Don't say that. That because that's different, it's not right. We start making definitions for what is right and just based on those differences um, and based on on the races being the way that they are or the cultures being the way that they are or, or wherever you live. We start making uh, assumptions and having opinions and, and, and all these other different things that should not come to play at all. You know what I mean? You can be, there are diamonds that are, you know what I mean, buried in caves but they're still diamonds. And the cave doesn't make the diamond less of a diamond. It's still a diamond, even if it's in that cave. Mm -hmm. 
What makes it valuable to you is when you uh, excavate it and you take it and you put it on your hand, but it's always going to be a diamond. Likewise, we are all beautiful no matter where we are, no matter what our location, no matter what our skin color, no matter what our religion, our race, our gender, that doesn't make us less of who we are by where we are located in our lives. Our value, our value doesn't diminish based on our location. Our locations, our location's value increases because we're in it. And when we start seeing God and everything like that, and we stop trying to stagnate other people's growth, and we stop trying to make them just or unjust based on our own opinions, when we start to ask questions and to actually learn from one another and embrace each other's differences, it makes us better people. It makes us use more of our brain. It makes us more cultured and more uh, understanding and more, it makes us more than what we are. And then we'll be able to have not only what we know, but we'll be able to have what we didn't know, and we can share that as well. And then that erases ignorance. That erases the, all the isms, the racisms, the sexisms, the ageisms. That erases all the negativity, and that stamps out the evil one. Mm -hmm. We see him running rampant because we allow him to run rampant. We see negativity running rampant because we allow it. We feed into it. If we didn't feed into that and we fed into the positivity and we started doing things the way that we should, then things would go the other way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's um, in the conversation with uh, Lily. That was like one of the things because with trying to teach other people how to be superheroes, it's also like I have to learn how to do it myself and also be clear, this is a lifelong learning process. It's a lifelong growing process. Um, and if you're not growing, if you're stagnant, like that's, yeah. Like, like I think you said also in the 2020 episode, doing nothing is doing something. That's right. That's right. And we don't, we don't see it like that. We say, oh, I'm just gonna mind my business and stay over here, but that's not helping. That's not helping. If we all mind our business and we don't vote, then mm -hmm. what happens to the White House is still our responsibility because we did nothing and that doing nothing was still impactful. It's the intention and the impact. What is your intention? Is my intention to help or is my intention to hurt? It's one way or the other. It's always, believe it or not, God versus the devil every day every day in everything in every decision am i being my best self or am i being my worst self am i pushing out positivity or am i pushing out negativity and even in your nothingness even in your standing still that's still making a decision and we are given power and dominion and free will to make those decisions right, wrong, indifferent, or nothing at all. But in all of those things, the intention has to be there. You have to have the intention right. And then you have to make sure that you follow through with that intention to make that impact the way that it needs to be. And sometimes in that, in, in that we may think things or we may say things or we may feel things and it may not come out right. So we have to come back to the table, fix it, 
and bring it out. Instead of us pointing the finger at everybody else and saying, you were wrong, you were wrong, you were wrong. You know, don't do you, you, you. First, inside. Do I love myself? Do I care about myself? Do I feed myself that love? There are people that feed their self nothing and then they realize, then they wonder why they have nothing to give. They feed their self negativity and then they wonder why all they can do is spread negativity in their relationships at their job and everything that they do. No, every single day, Wanda loves herself. Every single mm -hmm. day, I am incredible. Every single day, I am the best thing since sliced bread. This is what I say to myself in the mirror. So whether you say it or not is irrelevant. Whether you feel that or not is irrelevant. I feel that about me. Now, because I have that in me, I can give it to you. Right. And I can mean it. Because I mean it for me, and now I can mean it for you. Mm -hmm. And that's um, something I've kind of decided, like, for when I do the superhero thing. Probably the first foundational thing is, and it's something that I had, in, like, my band was called I Am The Third. And there's a whole story I give about that. Um, but it is at the time that I am became very important to me. And that was, I took a break from acting at that time because I felt like in order to be an actor, I was losing my integrity like of myself. And so I wanted to like reclaim it. So it was like, I am. Now I think I'm at a point and I think it's because of what you said, because of like some work over the past few years. Now I'm like, that's still there. That doesn't go away. But now I'm focusing on we are. Mm. Um, but yeah, the first kind of foundational thing, I think a lot of people have a hard time. Like it's one thing that, like to say I'm the third. That's like, you know, you're saying like this saying Yes, I am here. Mm -hmm. um, but to in uh, Jen Waldman, that's where like me and Carly and like a lot of those actors met. Um, one of her affirmations that she gives to the studio for people to say is, I am a creative genius. And like for me, some day, like you said, some days I feel it more or whatever, but like in general, I don't have a hard time saying that because I'm connected to the I am. And so that's like a thing I think a lot of people struggle with. And I think like kind of the way our system works, um, advertisements do a lot to try to make people feel like they are not that they need to buy something else um in order to be in order to like have the right to to be here you know yes love um, is not a feeling it's an action word yeah and a lot of times we don't do we're not going to always feel like like that we're not going to always feel like we're incredible we're not going to always feel our best our bodies are changing we're getting older um things are happening around us people places things they're, they're all impacting us in some way and we're not going to always feel like that and if you always have to have a feeling to be who you are there's going to be a problem because then you're going to not feel good and you're not going to then you're not just you're just going to spread that you're going to not have all the money that you need, and then you're going to spread negativity of brokenness. You're going to not have or be in a place that you want to be in that feeling, and then you're going to spread that. No, you have to know it. 
You mm-hmm. have to know it. You have to put it to action even when you don't feel like it. Even mm-hmm. when I don't feel like saying I am incredible, I say it anyway because that's what I'm feeding myself. What you feed yourself is what you will become. So if I feed myself negativity, that's what I'm going to become. If I feed myself nothing, that's what I'm going to become. But if I feed myself positivity, that's what I'm going to become as well. And then you can take it, as you said, to the we. Now I have enough in me and I can give it out to everybody else. And yeah, there's many different things that are always going to come at you as well. You have to understand that being a superhero, there's always enemies. There's a mm-hmm. thing that, that, that says, um, you know, does, does Batman really fight all the crime that he fights or does he create his own enemies? Is because of his very existence, is that very existence the reason why there are villains? And the bottom line is, in a way, it kind of is, yeah, because if you have positive, you're always going to have negative. There's always going to be something to challenge you. There's a commercial that's going to be saying this. There's a person that's going to be saying you're not good enough. There's a, there's a job that's going to say that you're not good. There's going to always be negative thoughts. There's always going to be negative things coming at you. But mm-hmm. when you know who you are, when you know that you are that superhero, when you know that you are that positivity, you say to yourself, the only reason why it's coming at me that way is because I am who I am. Right. If I wasn't, if I wasn't, like my mother had a thing where she said, the devil doesn't bother his own. <laughs> mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if I was the villain, the villains would all just join with me. If I was the negativity, it would just all join with me. It wouldn't bother me. It's bothering me because I am different. It's bothering me because I am positive. It's bothering me because I'm a challenge to its existence. Mm-hmm. And when I understand that, I get up every day in that set and I say, I'm going to be the best Wanda S. Incredible I can be. I'm going to be the best I can be, whether I like it or not, whether I feel it or not, whether other people know it or not, they're going to know it because my feet are going to touch this floor. And when my feet touch this floor, it's all over for all the negativity that's around me. You have to know that for yourself. And you grow into that through time. That doesn't yeah. just come overnight. That's not like, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I was five years old and I felt like that. And, you know, I just was like this. Nope. You learn, you learn, you learn. But you have to be, the Bible says we must be like children to enter the kingdom of heaven. And when you understand that particular concept, you understand we must not only be grow to be adults to teach but we must always still be the student being teachable and then being the teacher all at once Mm -hmm. and that's what we have to learn to be yeah yeah that's like been the biggest the thing i've realized like recently with some things i know pretty well it's like the 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 way i can keep growing at those things like i think like for instance, the band. <laughs> when we started with the band, we thought we were pretty good at first. And then a year into it, it's like, oh, we're just starting to get good now. Um, cool for us, like doing it, like having the confidence to do it back then. Um, but it also reminds me early on, going by the name I Am the Third, there wasn't much, and I tuned it out anyway. Like, I don't focus on haters. But I do remember there was one person who like 
commented, took the time to like comment on something and just like, oh, it was kind of just like, oh, who do you think you are and all of this? And it's just sort of like, I didn't respond to that person then. Um, now though, like depending on time, um, I have had not necessarily about like any particular thing, but sometimes just online conversations. If somebody goes after me in some way, because I know who I am, yes. I can kind of approach with like gratitude, like, oh, thank you for taking the time. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, right. I don't have to prove anything. Right. And um, I think that so many people are in that set right now. They feel like if that negative comes at me, I've got to come back harder. I've got to let them know who they who this and who that. No, you are who you are. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to you don't have to 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 go harder than them. When you know who you are and you are who you are in your set you represent yourself always at the highest even when they're acting in their lowest because all they're doing is showing who they are and they're also they're also even them taking the time out to write and to and to say negative things is showing who you are they are proving that you mean something to them don't you don't have to prove that they mean something to you you are already who you are and your and your and their reply their response to you is proving that you, how much you mean to them even if it's negative and hateful it's still saying you're worth enough for me to make this comment yeah you're worth enough for me to say this <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. and also because also like a big thing from 10 years ago like when i moved to new york or 12 years ago now um with kind of a chip on my shoulder, you know, a lot to prove. Um, you know, like I had jealousy my, like myself. Now I didn't, it wasn't to the point where I was going at people and like hating on them. It was like kind of stuff that was like bottling up inside and poisoning me. Mm -hmm. um, and then like when I stepped away and like stepped back realizing I, like when people talk about New York and it's like, oh, all the competition and this and that, it's like, mm -hmm. this isn't, I don't look at it like competition anymore. Like mm -hmm. it's co only in the sense of in the best way, like it's competition in, I live in the city, I'm surrounded by all of these great artists. And so actually being around people who are at my level or better mm. um, gets me to play at a higher level. Yes. Um, that's a good thing. And actually, I just, in my head, we're all on the same team. Um, and people that are now, if they feel some kind of way about me, I'm just sort of like, you're still playing a game that, like, I'm not playing that game anymore. Yes. Um, and when you're ready, I'm also, like, here to help you. Like, I'm trying to help other people who, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, because of that, like... I'm starting to get access to people I really look up to and yes. admire and like be able to like have conversations with them. Um, Cause they probably like, they learned that that's how they got like, this is the game. Like this is the real game. And don't yes. get me wrong. There's, there's two different games um, and they're playing out politically. They're playing out in the business world. Um, the man in the white house uh, he's playing a 
game, very dangerous game. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. It's about hoarding money and power. Um, and it's about gaining that money and power by hurting other people. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is that ultimately it's a self-destructive game. Oh, yes. Because oh, yes. whether you see it or not, we are like so you hurting other people is ultimately hurting yourself yes yes and that's what but see you have to also understand that people don't see things people are not going to always see things from your perspective and there are some people who do things because they're being intentional there are some people who are blinded to the fact and there are some people who choose to have this place of willful ignorance he's a he's a combination of all three yeah where he he does things intentionally um he he also is blind to a lot of different things um and then he try to tries to play that off like he's not and then he also has a level of ignorance to a lot as well um, and that's based on all of his own experiences and his own. The problem is, is that we put him in a place, and I don't want to say all of us, but I want to say those that voted for him, I didn't, but those that voted for him and those who didn't vote at all, believe it or not, we have to take responsibility for and that. And I'll even put it one up also. It's like voting is like a big thing. Like our ancestors died for that. Yes. Um, opportunity but it's also it's not because I do I understand some people that don't vote and maybe there are people that are like I'm gonna do it but there are people that are engaging in other ways and are having impact in other ways um, so it's not the only way um, but then there's a lot of people who maybe are voting but also just, I think a lot of us were not like kind of had our foot off the gas. Mm. Like a lot of us were not engaging in conversation enough. A lot of us were not living our lives intentionally. A lot of us were tuning out. A lot of us were enslaved by luxury um, or not luxury, but in, in, in enslaved by distraction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was like kind of the, the religion of the day was kind of like tune out, like kind of yes. chase the material thing. Don't, don't th- th- like, yeah. don't want to talk about poli- Like don't want to engage, but it's like, no, we need to talk politics. Yeah. We need to talk beliefs. We need to talk about what, you know what I mean? Yes. And it's a lot. And, 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 and again, that's going back to the doing nothing is doing something. Yeah. If, if, if I'm just staying to myself and I say, nope, I'm just going to take care of my household, mind my business, not do anything. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to, it's still going to impact me in some way, somewhere down the line, even if it's not directly or even, even if it's not right away, it will happen. Okay. So you have to come to the table. You have to do that. You cannot just close yourself into this thing. And I think that at the time that everything happened, as you stated, we were all kind of in this willful kind of ignorance where we were just doing our own thing and, and you know, caring about our own selves. And he brought out a, a learning. This has been, it, it's been a, a, a horrible, 
you know, impactful learning nonetheless. But if there's been some learning, we learned what we did not want. We learned what, what we needed to do. We learned that we need to say something. We can't just sit by the sidelines and do nothing. Um, and we learned who we are as individuals and what we need to do as a collective as well. So even though his his even though he's there, and it was and it, there's been a lot of negative going on, that actually even through that has been some positive going on because of what we learned. And now going forward, we can honestly say, you know what, we're not going to deal with that. We're not going to deal with that. We're not going to take that. We're not going to just take it. You know what I mean? We're not just going to allow stuff like this to happen. We're going to do something about it. We're going to say something about it. We're going to, um, we're going to act. And um, I believe that things will be different in November. I truly, truly do. Mm -hmm. Um. So let me ask you, as somebody who, like you all, like I was listening, I think it was that episode, you also mentioned about how the other thing is like not everybody engages, like everybody has different superpowers, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think one superpower that you and I share is the ability to make things happen somehow like just to kind of do things <laughs> um if that makes yeah. sense i mean everybody can do things but like i advocate um and i'm in a community of actors who are multi-hyphenate actors like that write um act some of them direct like do different forms like within it to me that that gives me more power as an artist because like I'm not just waiting to be cast by somebody else. Um, and also like now with like the writing, like some of the stuff I'm writing isn't necessarily for me. Like I don't have to be in it. Um, so I, I kind of advocate if actors can write that they should, but then also recognizing like writing, like it, like it kind of come, it's like one of my, one of my superpowers. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily that's not necessarily for everybody just because it's like for me, but there are people. Um, and I think we're in a community of people who have a lot of different ideas and the ability to do them. Um, and sometimes run the danger of maybe spreading ourselves too thin. That said, there's like a new thing that I'm just kind of been exposed to. It's called uh, human design, I think. And it's, similar to horoscopes. Mm. Um, but I looked into it, I put in my like birth date and I don't know how they come. I don't like, I don't know how they come up with it, but it's sort of <laughs> also like, uh, thoughts become things and just kind of anything. Like, I think you can learn from anything. Mm -hmm. Like ultimately, mm -hmm. like that's like a big thing I think is important is that like, you can learn from anything, but basically what I was classified as was a generating manifester. Ooh. <laughs> and so it's basically like I can generate things and I can manifest things. Yes. Um, but I have to kind of pause and think um, before the, like, I got to get, like, I'm not deep into it. But one of the things it did say is that I actually should be busy. 
like my days actually should be full. Um, right before we did this, I went to my martial art, like I did my martial arts. Um, and that like, and I know that stuff's good for me. That said, this week I was experiencing like a bit of a dip overall, just, I don't know if I need, like, it's like, do, do I need like just the question of like, and this is going to be in like war of art and like the turning pro, like, how do you balance? Sometimes you do need rest. So how do you balance like self-care and doing all these different things? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you have to, when it comes to stuff like that, I struggle with that because I don't get that much sleep. I get about four to six hours of sleep every day. I've been like that for a long time. Um, and I've had to adapt the understanding of that. Like I used to try to be like other people and maybe get longer sleep or sleep all day or whatever. And then I found that I was miserable throughout the day and I lost most of my day. I'm one of those people who has to stay busy. Mm-hmm. The the idleness is not good for me at yeah. all. Something happens in the idleness. I don't know how to really explain that, but something happens in the idleness where I think the negativity the negativity actually gets in somehow. And then it makes me feel some sort of way. Yeah. So I stay busy. I do working out five days a week. I do uh, my full-time job. I do things with my business. I have my four kids. I have, you know what I mean, the podcast, uh, the the book reviews, um, and just about anything else that I need to do. I stay busy. What I try to do, though, is uh, set do a couple of things a day. Instead of all of it in one day, mm-hmm. I had read uh, Randy Zuckerberg's Pick 3. And in her book, she was saying, pick three things that you're going to choose for that day and work on those three things. So I, you can pick uh, family, you can pick friends, you can pick work, you can, you know, and there was other different pick, uh, things that you could pick. So pick those three things for that day that you're going to work on and work on those three things for the day um, really, really well. And then separate each day into those categories of what you want to do but busyness has to happen for me if i'm yeah. not busy something is something's going on something's going to go wrong and it takes me outside of the element of who i am um and i don't like that um and i find that in that busyness i'm able to help other people and a lot of the things that maybe i would worry about or would bother me or would they kind of work themselves out because I'm not focused on it. I believe that it will work itself out and therefore it does. But if I focus on that, if I have that idle time and I focus on those problems or those situations and those circumstances, they take over me uh-huh. and then nothing else gets done. So I, st- I stick to my schedule of my hours of sleep. I stick to what I need to do and I allow myself to grow in whatever way that I need to grow and to take on responsibilities, even that I'm not fully, uh, um, even, even those things that I'm not the best at, I allow myself to take on even those responsibilities so that I can learn them. 
and so that I can get better at them. And you'll also realize that even though you've learned something and even though you're doing something right now, it doesn't mean that you'll be doing it forever. Sometimes you learn those things temporarily, even just to teach somebody else or even to meet somebody else in that particular thing that's gonna take you and them to the next level in life. Like, like you'll even notice with failed jobs or with failed projects, failed opportunities, there'll be a person or something that you got out of that that you would not have gotten had you not been in that thing or, or in that job or in that place. So you just take it all and you, and you do all that you can do. We can't do it when we're dead. We have to do it we're alive. So take on what you can take on and don't worry about um, people that can't take on all of those things because there's some people that only do one thing and they good with that one thing, they do that one thing for 30 years, 40 years and that's it, okay? I'm just not that person and I had to understand that as well. I'm not going to ever be that person. There will be something new happening all the time with Wanda and that's okay and that's mm -hmm. okay. Um, so you mentioned a uh, campaign that you have going right now. Uh-huh. I have a campaign on iFundWomen, um, and it is a collaboration between me and Post-It, and it is called the Wanda S. Incredible 365 Days of Quotes and Calendar Gift Box. And what makes this different is, first and foremost, Post-It has not done this, okay? They haven't done it where it's 365 days of somebody having quotes on their post-its and the calendar and their logo and everything around, which made it awesome for them. They, they're very excited. Um, but also in the box, I'm, dick, I'm picking out boxes, I'm putting things in boxes and I'm personalizing them for each and every person that receives it because I want to spread love and peace and joy and harmony and encouragement around the world. Now the calendar starts in 2021, but there's also gonna be some things in there for 2020 to kind of like get you started and then go into that. But I believe that if we get a jump start on this new year, that we're gonna be better off than we were for this one. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you mentioned you, you feel things are gonna change in November, but beyond, beyond that, like with the pandemic kind of we're still uncertain i'm overall optimistic though because i feel like like i said like um it's different than how i thought it would be like i thought there would be a lot more outward change i mean this was nothing wrong there's outward oh, yeah yeah <laughs> and my condolences go out to everybody that lost people and mm. you know that are sick right now and who are going through i in no way um, and trying to diminish their plight or what they're going through or their feelings because there's a lot of negative stuff going on as well. So I'm not, I'm not taking away from that. What I am saying is that for those of us that can do, for those of us who aren't sick, for those of us even who have lost loved ones or friends, because there's people that I've lost around me in my inner, in my family and, and you know, right outside my circle, everything during, during all of this. Um, for those of us who have even seen that, we can't just throw in the towel. We have to pick up the pieces and keep moving forward. Um, and even if, even if things did not change in November, we have changed. We have changed. And that, that within itself 
makes next year even better. We're on a different path than we would have been, uh, than we would have been if all of this stuff did not happen. We're, we're, we're more focused, we're more driven, we're more, we're more in sync to who we are and what we need to do. And that within itself is a positivity that is exuding out within our world and changing the world and making things better. And I believe that we all will be doing that from this time going forward. And we'll have something to tell somebody as well. This will be in the history books as a change, as a pivotal changing moment mm -hmm. in our history where we did something and, and people will be able to look back on it and say, wow, and they survived. Not everybody, but those who did, they're here and they had something to teach us. And we even learned from those that we lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think like a big conversation like beyond this election just like a big thing like a bottom line thing that i want to start hammering because <laughs> i don't yeah. understand how you justify this answer which is um i'm not i'm not against people like i'm trying to make a living i'm like i just don't believe that in order for me to make a good living, other people have to suffer. And basically, when we talk about social programs, when we talk about how the funding that exists is like broken up, um, corporations get major, major funding. And again, like I'm saying, I'm not saying they can't have some funding, but like then why can't people have funding? And the basic question is, like when you're talking about like people, it's like, I'm just taking care of my own. It's sort of like, okay, I understand taking care of your family, but what, like, what do you, be, like, what are your kind of, like, let's leave your, like just your beliefs as yep. like a person, like right and wrong. Because yep. for me, my belief is I care about other families that aren't related to me because I care about people. Right. I don't just care about myself. I don't right. just care about me and mine. And it also is like, I've had the um, blessing to be able to like travel around the world and see other places. And like my wife, she's from Amsterdam, mm -hmm. right? And we got married over in Amsterdam. And then we went on a honeymoon in Paris. Oh, nice. Um, it was, but I'll tell you something. Amsterdam has the way their like society is built. If you have nothing, you can still have a place to live mm -hmm. and you don't have to go hungry. And when I got off the train in Paris, I immediately saw like homeless camps mm -hmm. and I didn't like that. And it's not because I don't like seeing homeless people. It's that I don't think we have to live in a world where people have to be homeless. I think we have the resources now and the technology now and the opportunity now to live in like a world that's like a much better place. And to me, it's like, I, I don't understand how that would change. I don't like one, I don't want all the money in the world to myself, but if I had right. like a, right. a lot of money, I don't think I would feel good the same way that I don't feel good now 
when I see people suffering. You know what I mean? I hope yes. not. And if I did, then I don't want I don't want that level of money where I stop caring about people. You know, it should bother you. It should bother you. I don't care how old you are or what you have. It should bother you to see somebody destitute. It should bother you to see someone without. It should bother you to even know that that exists. When we have an entire world of water <laughs> and then no people don't have water. It should bother you that we have all of this money and all of these resources and all of these things and all of this technology and that there are still people without basic necessities and needs. It should, it should bother you to the core of your being where you are appreciative of everything that you have, but also that goes into the doing. And that's why um, with my podcast, the Verse of the Day Ministry podcast, um, when God placed it upon my heart to do that, he said, no, you're not just going to do this and just talk about the word of God. You're not going to just do this. You're going to actually do something as well. And you're going to and you're going to, you know, implore other people to do something as well. So we've given to over 55 charities. Um, and every single month we advocate for those charities or ministries or whatever, um, whether it's one, two, three. Um, it depends on, you know, what, what's placed upon my heart that month. And we give, of course, the ministry does. And then we implore other people to give all month long because it's not just me. It's not just the word of God. You can't, this, yes, you're eating the word of God spiritually, but you need to actually have some food on your table. You need to actually have something on, you know what I mean? You need to have something. Animals, and it's not just people. Animals are in need. There are things in need around this planet, and we need to do something about it. And we need to, to give of what we have. And it would make me feel awful to have all that money and, and, and then people are just without. It really, really bothers me to the core of my being. Um, and also, it's, it's so, people have been so des desensitized that they don't even see homeless people as people anymore. That's a, another big thing. They just see, they see it as, you know, oh, you know, that's happening over there or that's happening. And, and they stop even looking at the individual. They stop even trying to find out how that person got there. Everybody didn't get there because they're on drugs and they're drinking. And, you know, there's stuff going on. There's people that were working that lost jobs and now they have nowhere to go. You know what I mean? There's, there's situations and circumstances and these people have value. A lot of these people are those diamonds that I was just talking about not too long ago, those diamonds sitting right there that could do some of the things that maybe we can't even do, but we won't even take the time to take them out of the rough. We won't even take the time to pull them out of the caves because we think that because they don't have what we have, they're invaluable, but yet, yet, but yet they are valuable nonetheless, and they're sitting right there. So we need to do something about that. And people that have money or have resources need to do something about that. But the one thing that God placed upon my heart, which I'm so glad he did, because I don't have a whole lot of money, is that he said, you don't have to have everything that you need to have to do this. 
you can ask other people to do it. If you can't do anything else, you can ask that and work with you to do it as well. So we all have a responsibility, whether we have or don't have, to, to fight against this fight of negativity and against uh, people who are at a loss for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this month, um, it's uh, going to the wolves. Yes. And uh, yeah, wolves, I have a long affinity with wolves, like since I was like uh, in elementary school. Uh, so yeah, shout out to the wolves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the wolf sanctuary of PA. And my daughter's, my daughter's birthday was uh, last month. Um, and I told her, I said, okay, you can pick a couple of charities uh, for the next couple of months. And last month, she uh, wanted us to donate to the Phoenix Herpetological Sanctuary for all the, uh, you know, the um, snakes and amphibians and reptiles and stuff like that. And this month it's for the wolves because there's, there's people who are working right now, then we're not thinking about them either. There's people that's working right now with these animals and with these reptiles and with, and now COVID has happened everybody's forgotten all about, you know what I mean? The animals and, and, and the other beings, they need stuff too. So we need to, we need to just be reaching beyond ourselves. Okay. And thinking about everybody, everybody needs a little piece of the pie. And yeah, these corporations, they get all of this money, all of these resources, all of this stuff. And I don't care that they get money, but we all need money. And instead of us thinking that somebody is better than someone else to receive, we need to all be trying to reach to receive equally. And that's what I said is a great change that has come from even all of this ridiculousness for the past four years with him being in office and, and through COVID is we realized, listen, I need more and I'm going to ask for more and I'm going to demand for more and you're not better than me. That's, that's one of the key things. We, we have learned to say, you're not better than me. I deserve to. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the best place for people to follow you? Um, you know, point them to the podcast, Instagram, where, wherever you want. The best place that they can find me, honestly, is on my Linktree link. And that would be the L-I-N-K-T-R dot E back dot E-E. Um, backslash Wanda S. Incredible Link. Um, so let's see, did I say that right? L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E backslash Wanda S. Incredible Link. I might have said that messed up, but it's the link. It'll be in the show notes too, so. (laughs) Yeah, so it's the link tree link because on the link tree link um, is everything that I'm doing. So you could just go on there and you can just click on buttons. And that's so crazy that I forgot it. I say it all the time. <laughs> but if you can click on every single one of those buttons and find out what I'm doing. You can support uh, and you can be a part. Mm-hmm. Um, and when is the, the 365 like project, when is that supposed to come out? Well, that's already out now. And that's actually on that link tree link too. Okay. Um, and the campaign ends on October the 31st. So I'm really trying to gather these funds now. We're trying to raise $5,000 um, so that we can get all of these boxes. Everybody will get their own individual boxes and we can get these boxes out and people just feeling the love. Cool. Um, and is there anything else you want to talk about today? Um, I want everybody to, and a matter of fact, nope, you know what, I'm, I know what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to spread a good word with you guys because I do this all the time in the reach out party. <laughs> and I want to spread that to each and every one of you today so that you can have this feeling inside of yourself that is going to be above and beyond, you know, what you're, what you're probably used to feeling. So I want you to hear this. Be convinced that the person you see in the mirror every day is worthy, powerful, deserving, and a winner, not based on a feeling, but for a living. That's who you are. And I say that to each and every one of you and to you, Alec, thank you so much for having me on. You're a blessing and you know, your talent is immense. So I believe that you are not. You, uh oh, breaking up just a little bit. I lost, I lost you there uh, for part, for part of that. Oh, okay. Did you hear anything? <laughs> I heard, um, I heard the end of the word and then it pretty much went out. Okay. Do you want me to say, it? I can say it again. Okay. Sure. So the word for today is you guys be convinced that the person you see in the mirror every day is worthy, powerful, deserving, and a winner, not based on a feeling, but for a living. That's who you are. And I say that to each and every person listening. I say that to you, Alec, you are definitely the third. You are amazing. And everybody, I want everybody who is listening to this, I want you to know what I just said to you. Know it, don't just, it's not just what you feel. Know it, live that, live that. And I don't care who tries to come against you, what, come what may, you live that thing until the end of your life. And let that, let those positive feelings stay inside of you and then push that out and you drive the darkness away. Don't let the darkness drive you anywhere. You drive it away. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. Um, I appreciate you sharing your light with the world, uh, sharing your word. I look forward to seeing the 365 um, and yeah, sharing, sharing you with uh, my listeners. So thank you very much for sitting down with me. Thank you. Oh, this is such a pleasure. <laughs> Likewise. And I'm sure, you know, we will be in conversation going forward. I look forward oh, to yeah. For life. Love, yes. love, love you for life, man. You too. Thank you very much. So that was my conversation with Wanda S. Incredible, Wanda Jefferson. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, I know that it got a little bit um, glitchy at the end there, but we got to hear the word twice. Um, and it was more clear than I thought, so it was nice to be able to hear that twice. Hope you enjoyed that. I also hadn't listened back to the end of the episode um, when I recorded the intro, um, so it was funny just uh, talking about darkness and light and being the light in the intro, um, and that's kind of what she said at the end in the good word. So hope you enjoyed that. Definitely follow her on Instagram. Follow the links in the show notes. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, share. Um, we also have a Patreon going, um, and you can support there if you want. But yeah, feel free to reach out to me if you have any great ideas or people you want to uh, introduce 
um, to the people that listen to this podcast. And I'm, I'm very interested in meeting new people and learning new ideas. So I hope you are well. Um, I hope that you are being a light the best way you can. I hope that, um, this podcast in some way maybe inspires you to share your light with the world, um, share your idea. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you. Go be a light, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.